Want to make a podcast? Use Anchor. Anchor is a platform that will help you record, edit, add music and transitions to give your podcast the most professional feel possible. And that's not all. Anchor will also distribute your podcast to all major streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Anchor, your one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. Hello and welcome back to Sam Antics Podcast. He's Matt, I'm Sam. He enjoys a lovely long walk, so do I. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy a lovely long walk. In fact, if I'm feeling better uh, later on this evening, I'll, I'll be going for another lovely long walk. Oh yeah? And uh, where, where are you going to be going with that? <laughs> I mean, why do you have to ask? You know full well where I'm, where I'm going. I'll... <laughs> I will be walking towards the train station, Sigora. Oh, a lovely change of scenery for you there. Indeed, because I like to just, uh, on a Saturday night when it's, you know, dark, not many people around because everyone has lives and they go out and do stuff, whereas Matt Dyer doesn't, you know, I just like to sit at the station and watch the world go by. I'm in my happy place. I'm in my turf moor there, Sigora. Turf moor, happy place, turf moor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the lovely, lovely, happy place for you where you can just spot some trains. Which... No, I don't. I don't. Like can, I just, can I just clarify? Because I feel like people are going to start assuming I don't sit at the station to watch trains go past. That's not why I'm there. I sit at the station because it's quiet. It's it's reminds me of you know, happier times and. Yeah, so I don't sit there with a notebook and write down train numbers <laughs> and do a Francis and go, oh, class six, six, 66 or whatever, you know. So, Do you ask drivers to give you a few tones? I don't ask drivers to give me a few tones. Although I do, I do have to admit, Sir Cobra, that occasionally, oh. very occasionally, I will see a class 377. <laughs> because they run from Milton Keynes to Clapham Junction. You're not helping your case there, mate. I'm sorry. I know. Anyway. <laughs> How have you been this week, Sagora? Uh, yeah, I've been good this week. So, um, obviously, I had another full week in the office, which was really good. Um, I... Oh, I, I saw my little sister last weekend, which was really cool. It was really good to see her. It's been a while since we actually sort of properly went out with each other. Um, so, shout out to Harry there. Um, Hello. Welcome to the... Sam Antics podcast shout out section. We don't usually do it, do we? But no. she um, she actually messaged um, into the podcast Instagram, and you you replied to her, didn't you? I did. Yes, yes. <laughs> I did because she really liked my voice. She does. Yeah. She really does. I mean, I've, I've never had been told I have a really nice voice, so I'll take that fully as a compliment. Thank you very much. You've been told you have a face for radio, though, haven't you? I so. do. I... <laughs> Definitely. I've been told that I have a face for radio. So, and now it appears I have a soothing voice for radio as well. So, BBC Radio One, if you're listening, hit me up. Scott Mills, watch out. Your job's on the line. No, Scott Mills is safe. <laughs> He's a legend. 
Um, what else was done this week? Uh, oh, I went to London yesterday. Oh, nice. Any, 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 did any, anything in particular? Uh, I went to a immersive experience for a Van Gogh exhibit. Okay. So basically, so it's on um, Commercial Street, and it's the dodgiest looking place. So as you go, there's no like doorway or anything. There's literally a man stood outside of like an archway where there is a black sh- like curtain. And you go, it sounds like some kind of backstreet shops that grow in Soho, if I'm honest. It sounds like something you would find in the red light district in Amsterdam, but about art. It's, it's just, it's just <laughs> each to their own. You, you walk up to, um, you walk up to this guy and you say, oh, I'm here for the experience. And he says, yeah, yeah, come in. Which again, red light district in Amsterdam, I'm here for the experience. I'm here for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you go in and so there's a really famous painting of his called like, which is like his bedroom. And they've recreated the painting, but put actual, like, in 3D, um, which was really, really cool to experience. But then we did a VR, so we did a VR experience where you sit, obviously, with the headset on and on your own swivel chair, and you walk through his world and his art. So you're, like, really, like, inside sort of what he would have experienced and what he would have seen, um, which was just unbelievable. And then you go into this other room and, you know, like a light show, how they can project light and make, um, they make like shapes and things out of the, when, when they project things and it looks 3D. Yes. Well, what you do is when you're sat in this room, they project things onto like the floor and it goes up into the walls and on the walls, they make like rippling effects and it's a proper amazing, amazing thing. Um, but they make like his art move. So he's got a really famous painting called Starry Night, and they make they make like the sky sort of swirl around and everything. It's just amazing. I can't I can't describe it, but yeah, that was amazing. Um, and then walked a lot. I, I walked fourteen miles yesterday. Fourteen miles. Fourteen the key miles. question here, Sakura, is that I want to ask: Is okay. did you use the London Underground system? I did use the un- London Underground system. Very good. Where did, what did you use? <laughs> what did okay. you use? So I got off at Waterloo. You've been I there? Went, I, yes. I then crossed over the bridge and went to Westminster. Got We've on been district, there. I got on a district line train eastbound and headed over to Oldgate East. We've, we've been there. Yes. Uh, and then I did take another one from Oldgate to... Blackfriars, I think, and then walk down the river. We've been there. Yes, yeah. We did. We did see all of those stations and more when we completed the Guinness World Record for <laughs> the London Tube Challenge, <laughs> which we will talk about another time because it's more Francis related. Anyway. Matt Dyer, how have you been this week? How have I been this week? So, Robert, I have been. I've been ill. Definitely. Most of it. Yeah, but twice, didn't you? You had like a bit of a period of time where you weren't ill, and then like in between your two illnesses. So I was I was off work on Monday, um, because I've been throwing up. I've had a lot of headaches recently as well. Um, I felt 
I, to be honest, it was kind of like flu-like symptoms, so immediately panicked. Um, but I did a COVID test and everything, and it was uh, it was negative. And then towards the, the end of the week and like today, like the sickness is gone, but I'm yeah. just so run down and fatigued. Like I can kind of imagine what it's like for you to grow up. Um, yeah. And I just, I'm just, I'm not with it at the moment at all, really. And I've spent most of the week when I did go back to work on Tuesday, I've spent most of the week this week just being really quiet, just yeah. putting my headphones in and just not really talking to anyone. Shout out yep. the Polar Crew that I've not spoken to this week. The Polar Pals. The Polar Pals. <laughs> I love that. Polar Pals. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's not really been a great week. But I remain optimistic, Sigur, because the Formula One is getting exciting and it's race week this weekend. And, yeah, so... Hopefully, that uh, will be back to full strength very soon. Yeah, I've got to admit, it's been strange, sort of. So, obviously, outside of the podcast, me and Matt have lost our oldest friends and everything. Um, we always talk every single day. And again, again, with Glenn as well, we talk every single day. And I would say that this week has been the least the three of us have been communicating in years. Because Matt Dyer has just not been there. <laughs> He's me and Glenn, me and Glenn like very me, absent. Me and Glenn we're chatting in a way and then realise that we're just might as well just message each other because Matt Dyer doesn't need the notifications. I'd mute it anyway, I think. I mean, rude. Well, I mean, not because I didn't want to speak to you, just because I didn't want to speak to anyone, quite honestly. Yeah, when so... you're feeling that rough and also with fatigue, it's just more of a head fog as well, isn't it? So there we go. Been it's been a shitter, Sagora. Well, next week is going to be better for both of us, I'm sure. I doubt it, but you know, I like the optimism. And now we're going to pass over to the greatest gift given to mankind. Unfortunately, he's also the angriest man I know, Matt Dyer. Take it away. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm back with another Angry Man Reviews. Uh, what we, what it's we had, so, yeah, it has. So, what we had so far was so we've had uh, Amazon reviews. Amazon reviews. We've had um, panic oh, buying the, pricks. Yeah, panic buying pricks of petrol. Yep. Um, uh, well, my my family annoy me yeah, because they family. don't remember their passwords. Oh yeah, tech support. IT crowd. I think that's it. I think that's it. We've not done... It's been a while. It has been a while. And today, Sagora, um, you might be thinking it's going to be a really good one because Angry Man Reviews has returned. Uh However, it's not. But Mm -hmm. I need to make you aware of a situation. So during the week, I got a bit of a paper cut. Uh, It's one of those ones that was like really deep so it actually started bleeding oh yeah yeah so i thought i'm gonna you know kind of at work so i can't be like dripping blood everywhere you know around earth it's a minor inconvenience that's for sure it's minor inconvenience so i decided to cover i would go over to the first aid box 
and get a plaster. Standard. Now, that is the first place I would also go for a plaster. And uh, my Angry Man review today is on plasters, because they just simply do not work. They just don't work. You put them on, mm. and then within about 10 minutes, they, they start peeling off, or they've lost their stickiness, and they, they come off. Yeah, um, I know you Well, mean, actually, yeah. there's two sides to plasters. The sticky side and the non-sticky side. There's... <laughs> Well, that tends to be how plaster works. No, what I meant is so you either get plasters that are really, really crap. So, like, yeah. you put them on and then they just immediately come off. Yeah. Or you get the ones that you put on and they're so, oh, like, stuck yeah. together that you then take it off and you need a skin transplant because... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just all peeled off. You need. You might as well just select the piece of arse that you want to lose to put back onto the skin where your plaster's peeled off. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, we live in a we live in the twenty first century. Is it too much to ask to have a plaster that sticks to your finger and stays on until you want to take it off and then it comes off? Like, is that too much to ask? I understand agree with you because we are looking at obviously you've got food delivery in this country right now. We have food delivery systems that are unmanned, don't we? We've got bloody Teslas and everything, and these amazing cars which are so high, like so futuristic, if you like. Yeah, in don't get me started on Tesla, so well, that's one for another. However, the basics that we need in this world. For example, your plasters, just not there. Just not there. We're looking at them, we're focusing on the wrong things and advancing in the wrong place. I'm going to write a letter to the right honourable gentleman, the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Um, and I'm going to yes. say, Boris. Yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd like a plaster that works, please. So would I, the bunny things that keep falling off. And I'm sure <laughs> Boris would appreciate um, having receiving a letter that's not talking about how shit he and the Tories are for a change. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd love a letter that's not mm. abusive. Um, and maybe he might actually, you know, rather than spending £96 billion on rail infrastructure changes in the north because they got rid of the eastern version of High Speed 2. You know, uh, actually, I've read something on that. And uh, isn't um, TFL getting dangerously close to running out of money now as well? So cool. Right, we're, we're going on to... All right, okay. This is you, like transforming to didn't a know that, Okay, you've, you've, opened, you've opened the channels now. So there's my thing for plasters, their shit. We need new ideas. <laughs> so cool, I'm now off. Angry Man Reviews, Crossrail. Yeah, I don't Okay, understand. so... For those of you that don't know what Crossrail is, Crossrail is a current um, new line. Um, it's going to be running between... So in the east, you've got Reading and Maidenhead. Um, and then it links up at Hayes and Harlington to trains going to, to Heathrow. Yeah. And then it goes through the centre of town, um, Paddington and Farringdon, um, Liverpool Street, 
and then it goes, yeah, and then goes out to the east, uh, so sort of Romford and Shenfield, and also to Abbey Wood um, as well. So Crossrail, there's been plans for Crossrail as far back as like the 60s. Okay, Um, now it originally. It got approved, um, I can't remember when it was, um, yeah. 2012 possibly, I'm not quite sure. Um, and it was originally, it was given a budget of £14.8 billion to complete. Um, and this was back in 2010. Yeah. And it was going to be opening in December. 2018. Can you remember 2018, Sakura? What year that was? Indeed. Um, And, well, here we are in 2021, and Crossrail has still not opened. So it got to August 2018, and it was officially announced that Crossrail's opening had been delayed by at least nine months to uh, autumn of 2019. Yeah. Um, in October of 2018, um, it was said that it needed another £350 million pounds oh, yeah. to finish, um, which it did. And then in December, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was announced that it would need another £2 billion pounds to be finished. Two billion with a B. Two billion pounds. Right. Um, okay, yeah. So fast forward to 2019 mm. and nine months prior, uh, nine months later when they said it was going to be opening. Um, and the Crossrail chief executive says that the line won't open in 2019. Um and we'll need between 400 and 650 million pounds more <laughs> to be finished. Christ. Um, at the beginning of 2020, the trans- then Transport for London Commissioner said that um, they believe the Crossrail will be complete in the final quarter of 2021. Um, right. Then, Sokoba, not sure if you're aware of this, a worldwide pandemic called coronavirus. Oh, just a wee, just a wee panini. Swept the the shores um, of everywhere in the world, and because of that, uh, TfL and Crossrail construction sites were shut down. As yeah. everyone, basically, everyone had to shut, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So. <laughs> We fast forward to July 2020, and the opening of Crossrail is pushed back for a third time. And they're then saying that it will be open. The the the, the central section of the line will be open in the summer of 2021. Okay, and then in August of 2020. Crosswell confirmed the cost of finishing the project will cost 19 billion pounds. 
extra. And that the line will not be ready until the first half of 2022. In September of that year, 2020, Crossrail concedes it may have to open without Bond Street. <laughs> what? Yeah. In December 2020, Crossrail gets an £825 million bailout because they had no money left. Of course. Um, it's then said that Crossrail would not open in 2021. And then we fast forward to sort of now, and it, the common thing was that Crossrail was going to open the beginning quarters of 2022. Right, okay. That lovely specific um, time. Yep. <laughs> And it's now been said that a full timetable for Crossrail is predicted for May 2023. So, so what is the reason for this? Because the government can't come up with the money or they can't get the contractors in? Um, I don't know, so probably. If I'm honest, it's just been one thing after another. I don't know whether the the budget wasn't realistic. I, I, I don't know if there's been problem after problem. I mean, just to highlight, there will be. So there's already sections of Crossrail running. So between Liverpool Street and Shenfield, um, there's currently what's called TFL Rail Services that are running. They are using the Crossrail trains between there, and that is open. Because yeah. that didn't need to be built. That was already there. Um, and the same with Reading to Paddington and Heathrow yeah, to Paddington. That's, there, yeah. that's, that's also running as well. We, we, what we're talking about now is like the, whole, like the whole middle section um, and eventual services. You, you're going to be able to get services from Reading to Abbeywood, for example. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Reading is a major station to link between the south and the north. Exactly. Um, so, December 2018, that was supposed to open. And here we are at the end of 2021, beginning 2022, in a couple of months. Yeah. And we still don't really know when things are going to be opening. I, I, from what I know and from what I've read, they, they, everything has now been built. Everything's in, signaling's in. They're doing a lot of... Um, trial services in the central section so that's a good sign because that means that you know we're in the right on the right track um but it's just uh, it's just one thing after crossrail's just been doomed doomed from the start i tell you and if Ooh. if high speed two is is going to be anything like crossrail oh, i mean God, high speed two is just never going to open could you imagine? They've already high speed two's been more. I think feel like that's been talked about more because obviously they had to create that whole new rail system, didn't they? So yeah. everyone was like complaining about their like the farms fields and things going, and even though the farms had sold up and stuff, to and the government bought the farms and things like the land and things. I still feel as though Crossrail's sort of been kind of not. I don't want to say like kind of 
gone underneath the public eye because it definitely hasn't but there's been less attention on it because of everything else that's going on just that the really upsetting thing i think for, for like so many like local businesses and stuff, like so if you happen to have a business let's say in reading or maidenhead or you know somewhere along that eastern bit of line before you get yeah. to paddington so i read a, that a local business's rent as soon as Crossrail was announced, uh, the rent went up by about a thousand pounds a month. Jesus! Because obviously it's going to open up in like going More into London. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, now Crossrail was obviously supposed to open in 2018, and as soon as it got to December 2018, the rent went up even more. So it's like like two thousand pounds more in yeah. in rent, and it still is to this day that high. Yet there's nothing to show for it. It's not even open. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But what can what can those businesses do? They can't do anything because at the end of the day, the rent's gone up, but and like nothing's been made. But what can you do? The government aren't going to step in, especially because I was reading the paper. Um, obviously, like I men- mentioned a minute ago about obviously TFL running out of money. I read that the TFL were talking about getting the tickets increased and things like that. And then the government is like, even like the Mayor of London at the moment is, is pushing for support from the government for TFL because it's such a huge network and how millions and millions of people get to and from work or like tourists when they come into London, they, need, they always use the underground networks to get. I mean, people, people have always said like, you know, like, privatize the railways uh no publicize the railway sorry <laughs> God, wrong word. um you know all these tr- train companies that make these all this money um there's been a huge amount of backlash uh, on that um but if tfl was to um go bankrupt yeah. and cease to exist. If you think your journey in London now is bad, oh it will be hell on earth. Then just to put this into perspective, they've had, I believe I read in the paper, three bailouts, the latest of which runs out next month. So where can they get the money from? So the, what, London, um, what, 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 Sorry. What, uh, Mr. Is it Khan? Mr. Khan is uh, Prime Minister, the Mayor of London at the moment? Uh, oh, Khan? Sadiq. Yeah. What yes. he's wanting not, to do. Not a lot of people like him. The thing is, though, like in, this, like in this specific example, what TFL is saying to him is we need more money, we need support, we need everything, like we need this, we need that. And he's going to the government and the government has just turned back on him saying, well, no. Um, but what he wants to do is he wants to increase a premium for cars coming into London. And then the money like generated from there, give that into TfL and give them that income to help support them. But yeah. he can't get it approved because the government aren't, government aren't supporting him. It's just going to be hell on earth 
to go anywhere near London. Because remember, because obviously TFL don't just do the um, underground, do they? The whole the TFL is, is, is the transport in London. So you have all the buses, the trams, every underground line. Um... Just everything. And anyone going into London at any point, even just to travel through London, it is going to be hell. I mean, I'm just reading um, something here. So, so um, the government has paid nearly £4 billion in bailouts to keep TfL services running during the height of the COVID pandemic. Um, yeah. TfL estimates that £500 million in emergency funding is needed through to the end of 2021-22 and £1.2 billion for 22 23 to get London and the UK economies back on track. It's just scary. It really is scary to think about this now. Hmm. Anyway, Angry Man Reviews has gone on for a very long time. And I do apologise. Um, that kind of, both topics there just actually triggered us both. <laughs> so, uh, there we go. This week's Angry Man Reviews, Plasters and Crossrail. When Crossrail opens, it'll be fantastic, by the way. I'm really hoping to get a job on it myself. <laughs> we are now crossing over the Bridge of Banter to visit our friend Sam Cropper in our segment, Storytime with Sam. Gather around, everyone, and listen up. We've got a few different stories today. Um, and I, as usual, you'll be choosing out of the five of them but they are of a wide range, okay? Very good, sir. Carry on. So, number one, Governor likes talking about how much of a hoe she was. Sorry, say that again? <laughs> Girlfriend likes talking about how much of a hoe she was. All right. Number two. What is wrong? Oh, just... Sorry, Sakura. What is wrong? Just, what is wrong with people? I know, just fucking hell, honestly. People know, just need I to know. get in the bin. Yeah, carry on. Uh, number two. My BF cried in front of me when he apologised. Number three. I found panties that aren't mine in my boyfriend's drawer. Number four. Am I the asshole for asking my husband to stop making dick jokes after our nine-year-old son got in trouble for repeating them? <laughs> and the final one is Am I the arsehole for barking at my ex? Barking at my ex. Barking, am I the arsehole for barking at my ex? Okay, so well, we're going to go for the um, the the um, the kid that got into trouble or okay. yeah, yeah, repeating dick jokes. Okay, so this is. Um, Posted by Throwaway Headphones. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Am I the asshole for asking my husband to stop making dick jokes after our nine-year-old son got in trouble for repeating them? I got a call from our son's school. Who, they said that he had apparently told his teacher, quote, it's a long story, but not as long as my dick. Oh, <laughs> Oh, man. 
after she asked him why he didn't do his homework. <laughs> this is the exact joke my husband makes. So, she, so the teacher said to him, so why haven't you done your homework? And he said, it's a long story, but not as long as my dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she also mentioned that this wasn't the first time he'd made these types of jokes. Just the first time it's been with her. One example she gave was that my son apparently asks girls for pencils or pieces of paper. And when they give it to him, he apparently smirks and says, good girl, which is another thing I've seen my husband do. Oh, Come on. Does it say how old the kid is? Nine years old. Mate, Nine. that's not good. Um, I told my husband he needed to start acting his age because it was rubbing off on Jacob. And Jacob was getting into trouble. He said he'll do as he pleases in his own home and that I should learn to see humour in things. So Reddit, am I the arsehole? Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Um, Wow. I mean, we're laughing because obviously we're imagining a nine-year-old saying these things but when it gets to like the good girl part that's just creepy really yeah that, creepy. Is, that is a bit uh... oh dear I'm bit... <laughs> just... <laughs> why have you done your homework oh it's a long story but just not as long as my dick <laughs> oh my god oh that is terrible um, that's comments... really bad the comments are saying that kid's being set up of lifetime of being a creep. Um, however, there is one interesting thing, which I, more again more aimed at the good girl section of the of obviously the post. Um, not the arsehole. It's concerning that you're raising a misogynist and your husband doesn't see a problem. Um, and people said like, no, the misogynist she's married to is the problem. Um, but it's just. Creepy. Like the, the the dick joke aside, like dick joke aside, it is worrying that a kid is saying these things at nine years old. But it is a little bit funny. Oh dear! I <laughs> can't get over that. It's just incredible. Oh dear! Would you like another one? Yeah, go on. Let's have the um. What was the last one you read out? Am I the arsehole for barking at my ex? I'll go with that. Okay. So I'm going to read it as they've posted it. Okay. Where do I start? How do I begin? To be honest, it's a non-issue for me. I thought to share my amusement with you lot. Some background. Ezra, my ex, male, 40-ish, and I, a 36 female, split in 2018... When after maybe six months in, he started to show some red flags here and there. I ran for the hills, I got over him, I found my person, and I'm overall happy in my life. That's now. Then, I focused on work. He got a new girlfriend that lasted maybe eight months. Their breakup also started phone calls between us. At first, for support, but they soon evolved into bitching sessions. I just wasn't in the mood for it. 
it got so bad that I had to block him. And then the email started coming. So I had to block him there too. In the meantime, I moved in with my man two blocks away from my best friend and within a mile from Ezra's baby mama's place. I was on my way home from my best friends after a lovely night. I'm all tipsy and happy, headphones in and just walk dancing through the streets. Then all of a sudden, a wild Ezra appeared with a kid, 13, in tow. Since I didn't hear him calling me, he decided to rip off one of my headphones and started yelling this and that. Basically rubbish on how I destroyed his relationship. I never even met the girl, girl so witchcraft it is. And how I'm a huge bitch. Well. So I started barking. And kept <coughs> barking. <laughs> Raising the volume to match his. People were, people were staring. But I'm too tipsy, so I don't give a, a fuck. Lucky for him, a clever boy, he got quiet quickly. He looks around and left. Eureka! Something works! Since then, every time Ezra bothers me in public, I just bark loudly at him until he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> One of our common acquaintances is a happy gossip. Apparently Ezra is, in his own words, traumatised by my behaviour. He says I'm crazy, and I'm the arsehole for humiliating him in public. Am I, though? <laughs> Anything that involves people barking at people is just brilliant. <laughs> oh, God. Can you just imagine like, walking down the street? Like seeing someone on the other side of the road just happy, like dancing, listening to music. Suddenly, someone storms up to them, rips off the head, and starts screaming at them, and then just start barking. <laughs> right. So, we're gonna we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little prank. Okay. On Glenn Chamberlain, he won't oh, know until he listens to this. Okay. Right. So, gonna put a time on a timestamp on when we record it. So, we're recording on Saturday afternoon. Okay. Yes. For the rest of today, yeah. we have to communicate in the Gentleman's Club group chat yeah. as barking. And if, if okay. Glenn says, what the fuck are you doing, whatever, we just carry on putting bark, woof, whatever. Okay, and, uh, and GIFs as well. We need to do GIFs. GIFs, yeah, GIFs. Maybe YouTube videos. See, see if you can find some TikToks. Okay. Um, of dogs or whatever, and then when he listens to this, he'll understand. But we can't explain it to him. We cannot okay. explain it to him. Okay. So and Glenn, before... if you're oh. listening, woof woof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> and for our listeners, we will. I will screen record. After obviously after we've done the whole conversations and things, I will screen record and go through our group chat, and we'll post it to our social medias. <laughs> this is going to be brilliant. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's what we've got time for this week, guys. Oh, for goodness sake. I know, I know. It's an absolute shambles. However, if you want more Sound Matt Antics, Make sure you interact with our social medias. Matt Dyer, what are they? 
you can go to our Instagram page, which is at Antics. You can go to our TikTok, which mm. is at Antics. If you really want to, you can send us an email, which is salamantantixpodcast at gmail.com. And all that's left to say is we hope to chat to you guys. We hope to chat to you guys next week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.